Hey, do you have an interesting story to tell about your life or your business and how you got into it? Maybe you know somebody who does, or maybe you've got an idea about a topic that might be interesting or funny to have a conversation about. Hey, if you do, shoot me an email to info at you don't say dot net. Again, that's info at you don't say dot net or post a comment on our Facebook page. We're at YDS Stories. Again, that's YDS Stories on Facebook. And hey, maybe I'll be talking to you soon. You know, aren't there enough things that cost an arm and a leg when you're running a business? There's really no reason you should be spending five grand or more for a website unless it's doing some pretty whiz-bang stuff. With Squarespace, you don't have to, even with some whiz-bang. With plans starting as low as 12 bucks a month for a personal website, Squarespace has a library of professionally designed templates to start from with easy-to-use tools that let you customize your site to fit your brand. So get that site going today. Just go to youdon'tsay.net, look for the Squarespace logo on the homepage, click on it, and when you check out, put in the code PARTNER10, again, that's PARTNER10, you'll save 10% off your first subscription on a website or a domain. And if you need help with your site, drop Left Brain Right Brain Marketing a call at lbrbm.com. Squarespace, it's the shortest, most cost-effective distance between here and success. This is Drew Zagorski. You're listening. You don't say thanks for that. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and follow wherever you listen to podcasts or at you don't say.net and share with your family, friends, and everyone else you know. In my last episode, I shared the story of my dog, Nub, and my grief in losing him. That loss really crushed me, which is in large part why I went silent with my podcasting for a bit. I couldn't find my voice, and any motivation to focus on the podcast was lost. My sadness was just too deep. I'm happy to report that we've got a new addition to the family. We welcome home the heir to Nub's will a couple weeks back. Lucy is a 35-pound, six-month-old puppy. We were told she was a lab mix, and I thought I saw a little Rottweiler in her as well. When my sister-in-law heard about her, she gifted us with a doggy DNA test. Well, turns out Lucy has no lab in her lineage. She's 25% American Staffordshire Terrier, 25% Catahoula Leopard Dog, 12.5% each of Sharpay, Great Pyrenees, and Rottweiler, then a mix of herding Asian and Terrier breeds. I'll put a link to Wisdom Panel where we got the DNA test if you want to get that stuff for your dog. It's pretty cool stuff. So anyway, when fully grown, my guess is Lucy's going to be around 60 to 80 pounds of lap dog love. She's been a great little dog, and I use that term little very loosely. Aside from her burst of puppy energy, which happened two to three times a day, she's been pretty mellow and seems to be a very smart girl. I'm thinking about doing an episode on the right pod counterclockwise hair whirl thing down the road, which she has, as did Nub and Miles, our last two pups. It's really fascinating stuff. Anyway, while I'm still grieving for Nub and I miss him terribly, and I imagine I always will, as I do for all of my past pals, Lucy is slowly healing and stealing my heart, and I'm sure Nub loves her. Okay, so that's why I can really say now, I love Lucy. So now, here's the story, which starts with wise words from the great comic George Carlin. Actually, this is just a place for my stuff, you know? That's all a little place for my stuff. That's all I want. That's all you need in life. A little place for your stuff, you know? I can see it on your table. Everybody's got a little table for their stuff. This is my stuff. That's your stuff. That'll be his stuff over there. That's all you need in life. A little place for your stuff. That's all your house is. A place to keep your stuff. If you didn't have so much stuff, you wouldn't need a house. You could just walk around all the time. A house is just a pile of stuff with a cover on it. You can see that when you're taken off in an airplane. You look down and you see that everybody's got a little pile of stuff. All the little piles of stuff. And when you leave your house, you got to lock it up. 
wouldn't want somebody to come by and take all your stuff. And they always take the good stuff. They never bother with that crap you're saving. All they want is the shiny stuff. That's why your house is a place to keep your stuff while you go out and get more stuff. Sometimes you got to move, got to get a bigger house. Why? No room for your stuff anymore. Do you ever notice when you go to somebody else's house, you never quite feel 100% at home? You know why? No room for your stuff. Somebody else's stuff is all over the place, and if you stay overnight unexpectedly, they give you a little bedroom to sleep in. A bedroom they haven't used in about 11 years that someone died in 11 years ago, and they haven't moved any of their stuff out. And right next to the bed, there's usually a dresser or a bureau of some kind. And there's no room for your stuff on it. Somebody else's shit is on the dresser. Have you ever noticed that their stuff is shit and your shit is stuff? And you say, get that shit off of there and let me put my stuff down. Okay, so that's my poor attempt at dropping a little stuff from the classic George Carlin bit on stuff. I put a link in the episode notes to the Carlin bit, which of course is much funnier when he does it. Okay, so stuff. One of the lines in that bit, the one that says... That's what your house is, a place to keep your stuff while you go out and get more stuff is showing its age. But if you're a person over the age of, say, 40 or so, you'll probably remember those days when you actually went out to get more stuff. You actually went to a store, looked at, and maybe even sampled stuff before you bought it and brought it home to add to all your other stuff. You actually cared about what kind of stuff you were paying for. Will that thing fit in the drawer or closet or cabinets or den or garage or fridge? Because that's where a lot of stuff ends up, with all the other stuff you've forgotten you owned. Will that stuff match my other stuff? Okay, that stuff's pretty cool, but will I actually use it? Back in the day, thought went into the stuff you got, and the thought of buying stuff sight unseen never crossed your mind. I mean, who would do that, right? Well, now we don't even need to leave our houses full of stuff to buy more stuff. We can buy any kind of stuff online, including cars, and wait for it. A bigger house to put our growing pile of stuff into. Buy it online? Just look at the picture of the stuff, then buy it. Instant gratification. But wait, there's more, as a wise pitch man once said. The world's busy enough, and it's just getting busier because we all have people we want to take care of, like aging parents and other friends and relatives. Let Instacart save you time while making it easier to stock up on everything you need, from groceries and alcohol to home essentials. You can browse thousands of products from your favorite stores, plus you'll get access to exclusive Instacart-only coupons on hundreds of items. So go shopping for yourself, your mom, your uncle, your kids who are away at school. But before you do, go to youdontsay.net and click on the Instacart ad on the homepage, and you'll get free delivery on your first order. Now, we don't even need to worry anymore about what kind of stuff we're buying. That's right. Why waste the time considering why or how or if I'd use the stuff I'm buying or where I can cram it into my house with all my other stuff that maybe, since I bought it, has turned into shit since I've completely forgotten about it or I don't want it anymore. Over the past couple years, a new industry's popped up. The stuff industry. To be more specific, the box of stuff industry, and they're like crack dealers. Or maybe we Americans, we're just crack addicts when it comes to stuff. Just maybe. We're stuff junkies. We don't even see that all that stuff in the box is really shit. You know what I mean? Now, these stuff sellers, they're a clever lot. They don't want to sell you just a single box of stuff. No, that won't do. They want you to subscribe to get more stuff every month, and that stuff is all over the board. There's monthly boxes of stuff that are full of clothes, t-shirts, beauty supplies, shaving and grooming equipment, stuff that's pushed as inspiration for intentional living, whatever that is. I mean, I think every day when I wake up, I'm pretty intentionally living already, right? 
There's boxes of stuff that include underwear, jewelry, paper stuff. That's right, paper stuff. There's kid craft project stuff, succulent stuff boxes, sex toy stuff boxes. I mean, how many vibrators or tubes of motion lotion could a person need? Then there's boxes that I'll call Stuart Smalley boxes of stuff. Those of a certain age will remember that Al Franken Saturday Night Live character who delivered daily affirmations. You're a good person and people like you, darn it. Check the episode notes for a Stuart Smalley daily affirmation. Anyway, there are Stuart Smalley boxes that are supposed to make you feel better about yourself because you're a good person, darn it. There's cat lady boxes, glamping boxes, boxes that'll remind you to get out, get moving, and free your wild side, so long as you do that after you sort through the box of stuff they sent you. Leggings boxes, because you can never have too many leggings. Booby boxes that include breastfeeding stuff. A monthly subscription for that task, because once the baby's weaned, I guess the partner or husband needs a little suckling. Rolling back the clock a little bit, you've got your monthly bridal box. In a world of disposable spouses, I guess some people can use that. There's a watch box, a watch a month. Some of those watches are over $1,000. Now that's a waste of time, no. There's a cologne box. That deal's going to stink after a while if you don't burn your flesh or singe your eyes with it first. There's a fishing tackle box, a coloring book box that also comes with new age music CDs, a tie box. Then there's the food and booze of the month boxes, which might be a little better because you'll actually use them. But even then... How many of those items just end up growing hair in the back of the fridge or getting spit out into the sink because they're nasty? Or the book of the month? I wonder how many books just don't hit the mark and are shit that you can't fight past page 30 of because someone else picked it out for you. Look, I think we can all agree that we've got a Jones for stuff. But really, how much stuff do we need? And how much stuff do we want other people to pick out for us? I guess there's more than I thought there were. Now, all of those box of the month things run from $25 to $50 to $100 a month and upwards of a grand for some, depending on what kind of stuff you're getting. So, okay, I get ordering online because it can save a ton of time, and in a lot of cases, it shows up the same or next day. Maybe I'm just a dinosaur. I'm a dinosaur who wants to pick out my produce. I'm one who wants to see what kind of stuff I'm buying. One who, even with trying on, sampling, and researching things, has assigned more stuff to the shit category than I can remember. So maybe that's just wisdom from buying stuff over a lifetime that tells me, no, I don't want a box of shit someone else picks out for me, let alone a box of shit delivered to my doorstep every month. I just want that stuff that I select myself. All this said, I kind of wish I came up with the idea of putting a bunch of shit in a box and charging people $60 a month for the privilege of getting it. Better still, I'd call my box the Save the Planet box. How can any forward-thinking person resist that? The deal would be I'd send you a box once a month. You'd get the endorphins that are generated by the excitement of getting a package in the mail. When you open it up, there would be a return envelope so you could break down the box and return it to me so I can send it back next month. Think of all the trees we'd save from being turned into boxes. And think of all the landfill that won't be filled with the plastic and bags and containers of that shit you thought would be cool stuff to have. Think of how much more uncluttered your life would be. Think of the postal workers we'd be helping to keep on the job. And most of all, think of all the stuff that I could buy with the profits. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review You Don't Say wherever you listen to podcasts and share with your family and friends. I welcome your feedback on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at YDS Stories and at LinkedIn at Drew Zagorski. And that's me. I'm Drew Zagorski. Thanks for listening to You Don't Say. Peace.
Thanks for listening. If you have a story to tell, shoot me an email to info at youdontsay.net. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at YDS Stories. Thanks again, and see you on the next episode.